right here on a Friday night. Matt, look at us. I got the white guy, you got the black guy. We look like Kenny and Brian hey. Danielson. Hey. Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> Woo. Oh, Undertaker man. and Shawn Michaels. So, I mean, we're, talk, we're talking five-star matches. Okay. Oh, on. here we go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to a grand slamming, super clicking, and super kicking, I guess. Smoking, firing, bloodline bitching. Episode of the Brothers of Discussion. <laughs> we're talking AEW in New York. Smackdown, lay a thing to smack it down, and getting you buckled in for extreme rules. Yeah, it's so extreme, you're gonna love it. That, and just like Brian Omega, depending on time, maybe more, maybe less, maybe only 30 minutes, who knows? Matt, it's been a hot, well, that's not true. Uh, fall is here, it's been a cool but spicy week of wrestling. Um, uh, how are things over yonder? Doing good. Had to do the uh, first uh, double double doctor visit today, and it was an absolute shitstorm. Just two babies crying as I'm trying to calm them down. Uh, had to, I'm for Mike, going to the doctor with kids sucks. You know, you, hate, you get to look at your phone for the 40 minutes, you wait for the doctor to come in, and then the other 40 yeah. minutes for the nurse to bring in your paperwork. Yeah. Um, you have to do all that while holding two kids and bouncing them and trying to get them to stop crying because they know that shots are coming. Um, man, if you thought Jim Ross had a hard time managing wrestlers on the plane ride from hell, listen to Matt, take two kids to the hospital. Woo! Woo! Uh, we we've had a we've had a spicy couple of episodes, Mike. We we've lost some friends because of um, uh, the plane ride from hell. We've lost some friends, Mike, because of uh, vaccinations uh let's we'll keep really even friends to begin with this yeah. is only fun this is there's no <laughs> controversies uh but yeah. let's start with the dark side of the ring mike and last night's i'm just kidding <laughs> um, one more time baby Woo! yeah i i'll confess i you know i just described my my insane day today and uh i didn't have a chance to watch it but i guess uh, we're canceling john cena uh this week oh, no. uh can't wait to see who we cancel next week but um, yeah, we're uh, if if you guys want to join us, uh, we're not going to be live tweeting uh, AEW Rampage because we'll be busy watching it and talking about it as we go. Um, Mike, I hope, God, I hope we're synced up. Um, I'm watching Luchasaurus do a double choke slam. I hope that you didn't watch yeah, that five I, minutes ago. No, I think he just <laughs> did. He drop uh, Adam Cole onto one of the bucks. Yes. All which right. we we've both decided well this is it's it's an uso situation we will never be able to tell them apart i'm sorry i know i know we should and there's bandanas and stuff to help us tell them apart but I've i don't never know understood the uh benny hana <laughs> office christmas special more than right now because those <laughs> are four arms i would definitely want to mark uh with a sharpie hey now we get to be canceled you're not supposed to talk about that episode anymore mike peacock took it off can't you're done all right um find us at bod podcast though when we aren't live do, doing a what live watch along um and then uh, what else is there mike i guess there's bodpodcast.com but i don't have time to add to that anymore it's just got a bunch of links now to tell you where to watch all of our hot new videos that people actually watch so thank you for everybody who's been tuning in on youtube um but like I said, on uh, I just tweeted out, Mike, come come have a drink with YouTube's us. YouTube's going to be huge one day, so I'm glad we're a part of there at the 
Let's go. Uh, I've I've got Redemption Ride to help me get through. Help me get through. This has been an amazing week for AEW. Um, this isn't going to help me get through it. I think I'm just going to be more lubed up to uh, to giggle my way through pro wrestling. I, it's, it's so much more fun now with AEW. I can we? Uh, yeah, I'm really loving uh, wrestling right now. Um, I had a couple quick nuggies before we talk Grand Slam. Man, hot day. Yeah. Oh shoot. Where's that uh, graphic? Hold that thought, Mike. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I... Yes, it's back. Matt, uh, fun one. Who's more intimidating, Adam Cole or Marco Stunt? <laughs> Have we ever well, seen the two of them in the same room at the same time? Oh, uh, right now, right? Isn't, uh... yeah, there's little Marco. He's right there. So now we I, know. No, it's are... Adam Cole. I, I don't. <laughs> Why is he teaming with the Bucks? He's, he's turned Cole. Uh, uh Cole turns coat. Um it's certainly um all right, do it. <laughs> this is where Matt demonstrates his poor improv skills. Um uh, Mike, I, I I'd like to think that the Panama right. Sunrise is something that I, I would be scared to have happen to me and somebody that can hide in the wings like Adam Cole just proved that he could. Uh, it could happen at any moment. So I, I'm gonna go with Adam Cole for that reason. And look at him. He's taking out Luchasaurus. Oh, until the headbutt from Luchasaurus. Uh, So he's, yeah, he's not afraid of anybody. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with Adam Cole. Marco Stunt, though, he's had character traits defined on AEW programming where he is scared uh, of certain pro wrestlers. So I would go in, rolling the dice, hoping that he sees me a whole two feet above him, and uh, and he'd he'd walk away. So I'm going to go with Adam Cole. Um. I'm going to go with Marco Stunt because I watch. God, I'm so glad you did. I watch Adam be Cole matches and uh, I watch Adam Cole matches and I think, hey, maybe I could be a pro wrestler. But, <laughs> but when I see Marco Stunt and what he puts himself through, I'm like, I don't ever want to be a pro wrestler. So <laughs> give me Marco all day. Man, hot tag number two here as we dive into this show. Uh, another light one. Uh, has the word shit and the middle finger, uh, have they jumped the shark? <laughs> I, I think so. Or I guess maybe um, the, the Luchasaurus. So we were just talking about this. I, I think, oh, man, Luchasaurus just did The Undertaker um, shooting up uh, from, from laying straight down. And he wasn't shooting up. Uh, that would be. Uh, do we know if Undertaker had any drug problems? I thought you were going to say he badmouthed people playing video games, but go ahead. <laughs> ah, the boys. All right. Uh, where were we? Um, yeah. When you when you have the one word defined that you can say on, on television, uh, you, you tend to overuse your one word. And, and when I say one word, I mean your, your expletive. Um, so the, it's clear uh, Turner was, was okay with it. Uh, advertisers are okay with shit. Um, just as long as it's in the right context, um, <laughs> I, I'm sure they can't have like a segment end and like Adam Cole is walking off screen. <laughs> Adam, where are you going? I'm about to go take a big shit, and then they just cut to commercial. So as long as they stay away from that context, uh, they're they're gonna be good. And uh, yeah, but but uh, point being. Uh, you you tend to overuse it once that expletive has been given the thumbs up. 
Um, Mike, we are we are at the point where they they either have to say no shit or all shit is is free to go. Because um, I mean, if they don't start mixing in some, I mean, just bleep it out. You know, like South Park got away with it. If they don't start mixing in some fucks. Like it's just gonna not feel real anymore. Um, now, as we're watching this, I Adam Cole is is showing off in front of Jungle Boy. It kind of it that felt weird, didn't it? I, I I know I don't have the commentary on right now, so maybe they're helping tell the story. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind like I know we, I don't want it to be the NWO. I, I wouldn't mind the Elite or the Super Click to start grabbing up some kids, you know. Like there's some space for it, and I I think there's there's you mean more uh, members. Yeah, that's what I said. I said I don't want them to be NWO, but I think there's a select couple of guys that could be added to this team. Um, and how about this, Mike? That's tough, man. Course, I gotta say, you're like you know I don't want to make a big man, but what if we put Thousand Island on American cheese and beef, pickles, onions. Um, you need a bun in the middle. Let's let's rehydrate some dehydrated onions and uh see if we can't no. get 15 20 more guys in the click. Who's with me? No, look, I a couple of guys I think would would do great. Like it, you can't just have uh Jurassic Express be a thing for, you know, for the the entire time that AEW exists. Like some of these tag teams, eventually some of these factions are going to have to break up. And I do think that, you know, I still hope that Adam Cole is one day going to help break up the elite. Cause I, I think he does have the star power, but um, you know, before any of that happens, I, I think there there's room for a guy like, like jungle boy uh, to kind of get that shot, you know, and, and he's going to leave Luchasaurus and Marco stunt hanging. I think there's, then there's that potential for a good story of them trying to make things work with just Marco and, uh, Luchasaurus and it's just you know it's not it's not working the way they want but Jungle Boy's thriving with the elite but uh, you know then in the back of his mind he sees his two buddies struggling and eventually we'll have that you know the um, I'm already booking them getting back together so, but yeah that <laughs> that's that's a good story I think and I, I think Jungle Boy would be one of those guys that would really take off uh, with the elite and of course he's the same size of all those guys so it, it would really work out um <laughs> I don't that's who I, I let me put let me put it that way. Me, Sounds like somebody it, was uh watching a little teaser for the WWE draft and uh wants to start redrafting that old AW roster, huh? No, let's um, just like think about it. Who who would you put on the elite while we're watching some commercials here? Is is, is there anybody you're thinking? Because you you would have to also consider, Mike, there's there's that potential for one day the elite is gonna have to fight. Somebody, you know, like like the Avenger of the entire group, um, which Sting. could possibly be Sting and Darby Allen, <laughs> <laughs> and have have a real shit show '97 Starcade title match where Sting, uh, you know, forces forces the win. He he talks to Tony Khan. I'm I'm out of here unless I get the win. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're <laughs> answer my question. I, I I can I I want less members. Tonight, okay. uh, I'm ready for the Good Brothers to go back home, and I, I don't think I'm gonna get that. Uh, but uh, they could you know, be sent home, and and someone else could could take their spot. And I think there's room for someone to be added to the elite. 
Uh, I mean, we're hey, pretty... Ben, we're, we're watching it right now, too. We, th- we thought this would be fun to kind of give some live reaction, finally, to some of these shows. Plus, we want to go to bed on time. So, uh, since this is going yeah, for two once. hours... Um, but let's do this. Uh, I'm gonna say I just want fewer members. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swear right. on you, Matt. Um, can I? Uh, so we're do trying you want to cancel. Me to give you time to think about it because we're uh, we're gonna be watching this for another hour and thirteen minutes. If you want to tell me you want to come back to it, and if think you want to come, it. if you really want to come back to that segment, Matt, we'll do it just for you. Um, it's almost your birthday month, so uh, maybe we'll do that for you, uh, Matt. <laughs> speaking of Cena getting canceled. Um, I just wanted to bring up, <laughs> we got to start getting into Grand Slam. And, uh, I, I, I think people, I, I saw some people that were, uh, I think kind of having a misfire here because they didn't realize that I think Cody knows what he's doing when he comes out looking exactly like Homelander from the boys. Um, he's not coming out there as Steve Rogers. He is Homelander. And I think he realizes that this is a perfect time for him to be a heel. And this is definitely to the benefit of Malachi Black's AEW career uh, because he got a hell of a reaction on Wednesday and it feels like that's going to be a positive reaction for him going forward. It's almost like they're going to completely rebook him as he was kind of a grayish heel now that he's up against evil Homelander. Um, I, maybe, maybe evil. How about the insidious um, insidious Homelander? Where you don't actually, it's not quite as, you know, um, in your face how evil he is. It's its just kind of right below the surface. But we all kind of get it. Um, and this this feels super deliberate. And I, and I feel really proud of Cody. Um, a guy who, you know, he put together dashing roads with that ridiculous mustache. Um, Stardust came out of his brain. And now he found a way to make Homelander a wrestling character. Um, I just want to give him kind of a tip of the cap because this seems like a super effective way to get black over. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people are kidding themselves when they, when they're pointing out that he looks like Homelander and, uh, Cody doesn't absolutely like, he's not a thousand percent doing that on purpose. Like they're yeah. like, Oh, Cody doesn't realize he looks like an asshole. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, kayfabe's alive some places. Um, I, I think it's I think it's brilliant. Um, I'm so glad that that Malachi went over. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I remember I this is where my confidence in AEW and this whole thing just really just about ready to destroy whatever's going on in the WWE. And don't let me forget I, I have a comment I wanted to bring up about uh, the WWE. Um, uh, one of the pro wrestlers made a comment, and I thought it really made sense. But uh, I also it also means the show might not be for us. But um, for Malachi, I mean, we we were wrongfully, uh, maybe not, maybe wrongfully, is that even a word? Um, yeah, officially. <laughs> okay, yeah, wrong, wrongfully. Like, Matt Webster accusing, and Miriam agree. <laughs> accusing AEW of kind of fucking up uh, for not having Malachi at All Out. And um, they're still doing a banger of a job of... Um, I, I know you shrugged, but I, I think they're still doing a, a good job of building that character. Certainly, there was space to put Malachi in that show because you could fit, you know, as many matches as you want. It's it's a pay per view, but yeah. um, you know, I I thought that, and I was like, well, shit, if he loses a match here, we're gonna lose all that momentum, and uh, they they kept doing a good job, and, and they're making the right decisions, and 
Cody's going to put himself in a spot I think he should absolutely be in. Um, be this, you know, uh, on character, you know, on TV, the character is, I'm oblivious to how evil, evil I am, how, how <laughs> destructive I am to, uh, to the company. If, you know, if he continued to win and, um, he's just going to go out there, keep selling himself as the face and he'll just keep looking worse and worse. And I, th- I think it'll be great. The one thing is though, like he is going to have to start winning some matches for this character to actually make sense. Like he's, you know, we we used to we want to boo him like we yeah. booed John Cena well, back start. in the day. So he he's gonna have to bury some guys, and we're gonna have to be mad about it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just gonna have to start showing us on TV that you know he's gonna start abusing his power. Um, so that's what I, that's what I'm kind of excited to see. But we're we're still in the early stages of this, and I, I think they're realizing I'm, I'm getting a lot of like go away heat. And uh, this is really to the benefit of whoever I go against. I could really help get them over. Um, and watching Cody evolve, you know, when AEW was, you know, first starting out and Cody was one of the few names we recognized, it made sense for him to be one of the faces of the company. And for now, now for him to be one of the heels of the company, it's, I don't know, it's just smart booking again. So, you know, um, we don't get paid by AEW, but sometimes the way I talk about their booking, it feels like I do get a little money from them. Um, the only other nuggy I had for you, Matt, before we get more into Grand Slam, was yeah. just I made some more time for SmackDown tonight. Well, God, nice bless. God bless. God um, bless the producers of that show because Montez, uh, Montez Ford of uh, Street Profits got a one-on-one uh, with Roman Reigns. And... Uh, I don't think it was the you know greatest showcase of Montez ever, um, if only because you know he had to not just lose to Roman, but Roman like physically dominated him most of that match. It wasn't quite Brock versus Cena, um, but it was pretty close. And um, Montez did get a little bit of offense in, but it's just it's nice that we get a little just just a just just a. You know, just that faint aroma, you know, when you swirl the wine glass around, that it's not just us who realize that Montez is a fantastic talent. They actually do realize that they have something in Montez. It's just that they're, you know, they're putting it on the shelf. Um, you know, it's it's not something they're going to, you know, pop out immediately. But they are just going to give you lit, that little glimmer of hope for the Ford fans out there. This guy is eventually going to get a big push. Did you get to yeah. see any of it or no? Uh, just what I saw on Twitter. Um, oh, okay. Tonight's uh, Ted Lasso night, so uh, I got the. Uh... That's why I was so happy that Rampage starts at ten o'clock because I can actually make that work with my schedule. Um, no, but I, yeah. I I saw it online and I was happy for Montez. I, I've actually ended up watching SmackDown now the next day, so I, I'm I'm psyched for that. I know I'm not psyched to see like I, I don't need to see Demon Balor do his stuff because all that tells me is that he's he's certainly I mean. Right. Am I, am I kidding myself if I thought he had a chance uh, to win? But, um, you know, if if we're going to do that, then, yeah, give us Montez Ford and let us, you know, hint that one day the guy that we all, you know, <laughs> the guy that we all think he can be, he will one day be because he's he's just that damn good. I remember when we saw, you know, I, I loved <laughs> Dawkins, but when we went to an NXT show in Detroit, and the street profits were billed to be there. And Montez wasn't there, and it was just Hawkins. I, 
I remember we were just like looked at each other and we're like, well, fuck, we got the one guy who's going to be left behind after this tag team breaks. <laughs> oh man, Janetti's um, out there. Damn it! Right, you know, and there's there's a world. Um, oh man, Tucky. Well, all right, no. There's you know there's room to still love those guys, but I mean Montez is. He's the star of that tag team. I don't think we're too, too far off base. I mean, it's not fair. Hawkins. I mean, Montez is arguably, he could be one of the biggest stars in the whole company. And yeah. that they just got him kind of cooking on the back burner and they're not, Man. you know, cranking it up yet. He's got the smoke. Um, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm happy for Montez. I think, I think the WWE is kind of under this pressure now to like, um, maybe all these things they had on the back burner, they were like, one day Montez, we'll, we'll just keep teasing you out for tag team matches. We'll have everybody fall in love. One day you'll get your shot. And now, uh, like I mentioned, I, I do think, um, oh God, I know that this goes back and forth. I don't think that, uh, Biggie was used just for like that ratings pop, you know, I think, Biggie would earn a ratings pop. Um, God, I, I hate having to tiptoe around this this idea. I think they did the money in the bank earlier than they wanted to, but I mean, Biggie deserved to be the champion years ago. So I'm not I'm not saying that he only won the title for a ratings pop. I'm, he deserves to be the champion. Uh, but I think that that decision and I think the Montez decision are kind of just like, well, fuck, we have to start putting our best guys out there. We have to say whatever we were doing. Uh, storyline wise just wasn't enough and we we just have to start putting the good wrestling on tv because i mean like look at this past week on on aew like this that dynamite episode while being staying true that was some of the best free wrestling tv ever yeah staying true to the name it was absolute dynamite um i i do think that was probably one of the best weekday wrestling shows you know, on, on just cable TV I've ever seen. Yeah, Start to finish. I mean, uh, what? Uh, I, I mean, that was Mick, that was Mick Foley pinning, uh, what was it, Triple H? Yeah, or but... The Rock? God, I can't remember. Um, just Stone Cold running out and just wrecking oh. havoc on... on um, yeah, the, the night that WCW spoiled it, he he, yeah. uh, he pinned he pinned The Rock because Triple H came out and helped Mick Foley. It was, that uh, was it. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. They were all out there. Uh, yeah. But... Mike, I, you know, do you remember anything else that happened? Because I'm pretty certain we're going to remember the first match for a very long time. Uh, the first match that happened on Grand Slam. And uh, I couldn't tell you what the first match was on that Monday Night Raw. Uh, if, if you see what I'm saying, like, certainly that was a great segment. Um, but I, I'm saying that episode of AEW Dynamite might have been... And, and it, it certainly doesn't hurt to have, you know, an amazing main event with that awesome women's championship match. And and there's excitement with Ruby Soho being involved, but that's still taking advantage of the entertainment side of things. You have people that are hot and you put them in a good spot. Um, and certainly we we're all excited to see two of the greatest pro wrestlers of the last 15, 20 years. Uh, Kenny Omega, and Daniel. Um, shit. There we go. Brian Danielson getting in the ring together. It's going to um, take a while. That that I mean, alone, it's been eight years. <laughs> right, that alone is is exciting, right? Like that that would be enough to say, man, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, I, you know, I I still love the MJF stuff, 
And um, I, we already talked about Malachi Black, and I, I'm just happy that that segment ended the way it did. So, I, I mean, just that, that whole show is a banger. So, yeah, WWE's got a lot of work to do if they want to put on a show that's good from start to finish uh, for us. Um, but, God, I, you know, we're, we're doing a, a live watch along, and we're not even paying attention to Jericho and Hagar. Um, um, we just did a, a lion salt, and I... I love the dedication he puts just into that move because it's the scariest goddamn thing. Every he's been he's on a pretty good he's on a hot streak right now. He is. Yes, you're you're right. I I shouldn't be so hard on him, but um, he's got to be doing tons of reps on that, like in the gym. Like I still wins. (laughs) Um, but yeah, for for Grand Slam here, while we're we're kind of watching Jake Jack Hager um do his Jake Jack bomb, I it just. I don't know what we well, call it. It's, it's it's in his repertoire, but I wouldn't call it a finisher because I don't think it's actually ever finished anybody. Um, and the match continues. It's uh, just uh, you got to do it video game style. It's a, it's his one of his special moves, right? You've got the signatures, you've got the finishers. Um, well, here we yeah. go. We've got ankle lock. And, We've got a tandem uh, ankle lock lion tamer. Yeah. Whoa, that was weird. Looked like we were going to commercial, but uh, man, that was a quick one. We changed our mind. Some, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just real quick for Wednesday, too. Uh, I, I just I watched SmackDown tonight, there's a lot to be excited about, and I just wanted to compare it because I, I know this is like AEW's you know first time at, at Asher, and you know, they made the New York show a big deal with a mega card on it, but that crowd was rabid, like <laughs> just frenzied, like you know, piranhas with you know, fresh blood in the water. Um, just on top of every match, um, super vocal, super active, super loud. You mean the um, SmackDown crowd with like Carmella and Liv? Um, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like the Ryder Cup time, and it, it kind of felt like there were golf claps at SmackDown, um, and then kind of some overproduced, like you know, crowd reactions when they were flashing the the card for Extreme Wolves, and. I don't know. It's just this is this is AEW. I don't know if they've peaked, but this is a peak right now because this is just must-watch television um, for your eyes, uh, for your ears, um, the whole experience. I, I can't wait to go be like part of this show live. Um, I mean, well, I gotta, I, let's, uh, we gotta give a shout out to Jacoby, uh, who threw out there, uh, and night Jacoby, I'm glad you're here. Cause, uh, we, we chat with you all the time on, on the Facebook group and, and then, uh, I'm glad to have you on the podcast here, but, um, it, it, they did switch to the second hour, which was probably why it took that little dip on TV for a second, which is hilarious. <laughs> that is exactly why that happened. They had to put in the second VHS tape. <laughs> They're only 60 minutes long. Oh, you got to flip over the DVD and pop it out. and Okay. It's like it's like a heist movie. Every time they break the hour, you know, they've got two guys with keys. They've got two guys with VHS tapes. <laughs> Wouldn't um, it be funny if they played the Rampage, like, theme again? Like, like when you're binge watching on Netflix and yeah. you want to skip intro? Boop. <laughs> and go right back into the, the cliffhanger from the last hour. Well, um, I did. I did want to ask, because I, I didn't check the spoilers for this, so clearly we could have uh, lined up this whole show and just, you know, known who was, who was winning each one of these. 
Um, this is uh, Hagar and Jericho's first loss um, oh. as, as a tag team. I really thought I was looking at this and I was like, all right, they might walk out of this and be six and oh, like they, they're getting, they were getting into, you know, how we do the power rankings for AEW. They were getting into that conversation that they were going to be at the tops uh, of that division. I mean, you go undefeated for the whole year. Eventually you got to get that shot, but now, I, I mean, it's pretty much just gone now. Right. I mean, Oh God, Jericho <laughs> like, eating some, some UFC punches there. This is, yeah. this is pretty cool. Yeah, I think um, uh, I think this is maybe Jericho's exit that I thought was going to happen with the MJF um, feud, but yeah, Jer- Jericho's just getting his ass kicked right now. Can I say you brought yeah. up uh, like what's going on with um, you know potentially uh, adding more members to um, uh, the the Click um, Click and Friends? Uh, what happened to the Inner Circle? Aren't there like four members who could come running out right now to <laughs> throw some? Where's Santana Ortiz? Where's the Spanish God? Um, uh, remember the factions I mentioned that would that could possibly break up? <laughs> I guess it just happened quietly. Um, yeah, I guess they've quietly uh, disbanded. I don't know. I, I see you, Jacoby. Thanks, man. Uh, he, say, he tries to catch when he can. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, I do have. I, I apologize. I uh, I cannot read uh your name but throws out there see him i'm guessing punk is the king of botches and a bigger botch star than goldberg now here's the thing wow there's there's a lot of fire some shade tonight yeah i uh i can't disagree with that more uh (laughs) i don't think anybody's i mean goldberg made a career out of being a botch star, if we're gonna say that, because uh, the infamous go go watch William Regal. Uh, there's there's probably a documentary style uh, YouTube video you can watch. I mean, Goldberg, Regal versus Goldberg. He, he so. broke Bret Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess he kind of did a you know public service, uh, so we didn't have to listen to Bret talk about how great Bret is. Um, but uh, I I uh, yeah, that hurricane rod in the corner was a little rough. Um, and then I wasn't sure what happened. Like after the match, Hobbs kind of covered his face and was talking to Aubrey. So I, I hope the Hobbs is okay. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's just, it's just funny. Uh, you know, a guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years might need to, you know, get some practice. Yeah. I, I just, I can't. Real quick, yeah, Santana sorry. and Ortiz I'm... coming out with, uh, the Warriors entrance. I don't yes, know if you saw are. this. They're coming out to the baseball furies. This is pretty cool. Oh, and they also have uh, the bottles. Uh, but I can't, I can't recall anybody's name from the Warriors right now. There's just that Weasley guy who's in the other. Uh, I almost said faction. Um, the other gang. Oh, we got Swan. We got Cleo. Uh, uh, we got Rembrandt. No, the, the the bad guy at the end because he's got the bottles. Warriors come out to play. Yeah, all I know is um, the guy. He it wasn't us, Cyrus. It was That's the him. Warriors. Well, he's not That's Cyrus him. though. He's I can't think of his name. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you <laughs> we in the just comments? know all of his lines. Yeah. I, all right. I know. I know we're watching Rampage right now, but <laughs> honestly, is if if you're a pro wrestling fan and and you haven't watched the Warriors yet, man, are you in for a treat? Man. It's like a wrestling movie. Yes. 
It's uh, it's about uh, you know, fake gangs of New York uh, who who dress like pro wrestlers and just like you know, walk the streets and beat the hell out of each other. It's uh, and it's not just that. There's there's a story. There's uh, the actual gang, the Warriors, is trying to get from Coney Island, right? To or no, they they live in Coney Island, but they were uh at the pier. I'm, uh, they were at a massive I'm, call to arms, yeah, for uh, every gang. Oh, that's where they were. To unite, right. yeah, not. Yeah. I just I said Coney Island and the pier; those are one and the same. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to get there, yeah. I mean, they were at uh, some park in in New York. Um, Can I say I that uh, Santana and Ortiz teaming up with the Lucha Bros? It's like bottomless mimosas on a Sunday morning. Like, whoa. <laughs> All right, I'll have one. All right, give me two. All right, let's have four. And it's like four of these guys just coming at you, uh, flying over the top ropes. This is this is pretty entertaining. And Jacoby, Lucha Bros, one of the best, if not the best, tag teams in the world right now. I I gotta tell you, like I I got in some some Twitter fights because uh, I I thought the way that their story was told with AEW. Um, to to give them the titles when they did, I I felt like it meant more. Uh, but I, I got into the fights because everybody was telling me, no, they should have had tag champions the whole time. And, and that's to Jacoby's point that they are just that damn good. And they should have just been holding on to the titles the whole time. Um, I think it, I think it has been a little bit of a disservice to them that they, there could have been a more compelling story told, uh, for one of the best, like pure, just pure pro wrestling tag teams. Like their moves are, are can only be compared to like the best of, of synchronized swimming teams, like Olympic synchronized swimming teams, um, or, or watch like dancing with the stars. Like nobody synchronized like these two and nobody gets tag team pro wrestling. Like these two, we, we gushed about the end of their championship winning match when they were, uh, um, holding down Matt or Nick Jackson, uh, at the end, uh, to, to get the win. And I, just those little details like that are, are what makes them, to me, like a, a step above the rest, because you see a ton of guys that can do, you know, the flips, but it's it's in the details. It's the timing of it. It's uh, telling the story with, uh, you know, when you're going to do a major move like that. And um, they get it. I just that's where it comes in with with my opinion that I, I think there's an opportunity to tell an even deeper story with them. And I, I don't know if we've gotten that yet. I think they just rely on the Lucha Brothers being so fucking good. And they they kind of left them on the back burner. The the most intriguing thing they've done was was the work with Eddie Kingston. And even that ended just kind of abruptly. It was just like, well, you'll you'll fit better if you're doing this feud or you're fighting with this guy. And they they just need something, I think, I don't know. They need to take some time in the writer's room and go, hey, we have like two of the best fucking wrestlers on the planet right now. They team together. They're, they're flawless in the ring together. Let's tell a flawless story. Um, with the Lucha Bros, it's, uh, what if Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, they were a tag team kind of, not that they wrestle the same, but I just mean like the pit, like, uh, apologies to MJF and, uh, Sean Spears and the boys, but what if like the pinnacle of what tag team wrestling looks like, like that, the chemistry, the fluidity, it's, it's, it's like a monster truck Cirque du Soleil because there's still violence, but there's such a like physical, like, 
yeah. poetry to it. It's it's beautiful to watch, and I, I just it's I feel like a treat. This is like 1997, 1998 Ray Mysterio, but there's two of them, um, and they they like just finish each other's you know thoughts, and it's uh, it's a real treat. So I don't necessarily need them to be like the christening of AEW tag team champs. And then all the way through today, because there there is a lot of talent on this roster. Um, I love Butcher and the Blade, and I don't think they're going to be tag champs while I'm alive. Um, <laughs> probably not going to happen. But I, I can see a world where they are. Like they're that good. They're uh, they're a good uh, you know little guy, big guy team. Um, but it's it's a nice problem for AEW to have because there's a lot of yeah. you know teams where you're like, man, th- these guys should have a run. Man, these guys should have a run. Um, yeah, I, I just—it's so hard to like quibble because we're we're in such a a, a peak right now. Yeah, and I, I guess we're on the commercial break, so we, we can get deeper into this. Uh, Jacoby's—he's with us. Uh, he thinks they did play it right. So, boom! There you go. We got three against uh, anybody else who wants to comment. And then, Let's step uh, up. It'll be three to one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, it, it, you actually make a great point, and I like I if I had to pick the best tag division in uh, you know North American pro wrestling, it's easily AEW. But at the same time, their best stories are revolved around tournaments and one-offs in a pay-per-view, um, and we haven't really gotten we haven't really gotten anything that that lasted too long, you know. And I I I, I guess. Outside of the tag titles, I should say, because because we did get some great faction battles. Um, certainly, anything the inner circle was involved in, whoever they were feuding with at the time, faction wise, uh, would last a little bit. Uh, but it didn't always have the, the straps associated with it, and it wasn't necessarily tag team, you know, wrestling. It was it was too. It was like we just talked about with the Warriors. It was two gangs feuding. Um, so. Yeah, I, I wonder. Am I the only one who's noticed that so far? That they, it, it's, and it maybe it's me noticing that and learning that you don't need that to have a great division, which could certainly be the case. Um, but there, there's there'd be two schools of thought, right? Like they could either change. I like what you going doing. Uh, Dwight Schrute on this, by the way. Was that? Two, I like you going Dwight Schrute on this, by the way. It's basically I say two that. schools of thought. I realized I say that all the time, especially when I record by myself for the Red Wings podcast. Uh, It's it's because I I always want to uh, make it look like I know the other person's argument in case they're going to put the comment on YouTube. Um, But now I forgot what the two schools are. Bears beats powerhouse hops. What do you got, man? (laughs) I I really forgot uh, what those two schools are. You were rolling. Yeah. I know. Why did you do that? Uh, it was going to be a great point. Um, <laughs> all right. So you either uh, make the change because there's one guy on YouTube right now going, you know, those storylines for just straight up tag team wrestling haven't been great. They don't, you know, there haven't been any longstanding storylines. Uh, and they just keep kind of rehashing like feuds that happened outside of AEW. Um, but nothing, nothing too dramatic and it's really focused on pro wrestling so the the one school of thought would be again changing that and getting more story oriented feuds uh in your tag team wrestling or um where you just keep doing what you're doing because it again this is the best tag division in north american pro wrestling 
Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm watching my boy uh, the Butcher go against yeah. Penta, and it's god damn, are they good? I'm just gonna give this a second because I just want to see. Oh my god, Phoenix, what are you doing? That's that spot where he catches himself in the ropes and does that spinning yeah. heel kick is just man he, incredible. Yeah, he he whips himself like um, this. I'm not bringing this up to like put down Rey Mysterio, but it's it's the level of. You know, he's in his prime right now, too, but where, where Penta's at and how hard he whips himself through those ropes. And, and when I talk about uh, the details that the Lucha Bros do that makes them the best tag team right now to watch, uh, that's that's another detail. You could go through those ropes and be real careful. Listen, but he I, he whips himself through those things, man. Like, a can I say it's it's like Rey Mysterio is Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> And then watching Ray Phoenix, it's the guitarist for Dragon Force, where the first time you hear Eruption, you're like, wow, that's one man on a guitar. And then you hear Through the Fire and Flames, you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Just yelling into your AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of where we're at, right? Like, um, that is, like that you is don't amazing. You don't have Dragon Force without Eddie. But it's just like, damn, like he just cranked it up even even more difficult of an even faster. Oh, there's the win. So Lucha Bros, Santana and Ortiz. I mean, that was that was a fun finish. That's a that good one because yeah. uh, the Baseball Furies did not have a good career <laughs> um, in the Warrior movie. Um, so glad they're they're you know getting that adding that win win loss column a little bit with the victory. Good for them. Can I can I just say too? We, we talk about the storylines. Um, Santana and Ortiz came in with you know a huge. Um, I got they already had a huge following, and you know they they still don't do this. Uh, they don't do enough of this of of telling some some origins, some background stories. I think in all of pro wrestling, so it's no it's no fault to AEW. It's just nobody nobody really does it. You kind of you're introduced to to John Cena, and either it's the first day you've seen him, and he punches Kurt Angle, and there's this legacy, or you have success at another brand and you come to this one or you've had success in the Indies and you come to that one and you just kind of hope that that mo momentum carries you through your career. So there's uh, Mike, there's two schools of thought on uh, pro wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um, I, I just, this, this is something for me that steps outside, um, steps outside the ring. Um, this is the light side of the ring, Mike. Uh, I, I know now that we could sit down with Santana and Ortiz and, watch a movie together we we'd know which movie we'd put into the old dvd player. Oh. yeah the warriors i just mean on a personal level now i i've found a connection with them and the point i was coming to is you know you don't really get you don't always get the origin story for a pro wrestler i mean somebody coming in to aew a kid how, how hard is it going to be for them to find a connection with matt hardy he's changing his goddamn character every fucking month whatever he's doing and you had no idea who he was before you started watching him on AEW. Like, if that was the case, how confused are you right now with <laughs> what you're supposed to think with Matt Hardy? But we know, so it's easy for us to move forward with him. Um, so again, I can't, I, I can't I help but that's... think of uh, you saying that you and Santana Ortiz would get along. Um, I can't not think of uh, the scene in Borat where he opens that magazine with Pamela Anderson. You know, I'd like a long time on the beach. Oh, me too. <laughs> that's, that's you kind of opening up the magazine. Um, 
I know where you're coming from, but I had to, I had to rip you on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, Jacoby coming in too. I got to throw this out there. Um, and, and again, we were talking about Lucha Bros in their prime. Jacoby's uh, thrown out there. If Ray was in his prime, he'd, he'd be right there with those boys. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I just really think he'd be, he is the Eddie Van Halen. I, uh, I just, man, Ray just, Ray Phoenix just does stuff. I couldn't even imagine. Like when you, you're like, man, what if you were a pro wrestler? I'm like, I don't know how that guy just creatively just comes up with any of that stuff. If he's just watching, he's back to back watching, um, old Ray Mysterio matches. And then that, that, uh, daredevil madman, man on wire, like the way that guy treats the ropes, just this balancing act. It's it's just it's i thought it was beyond human I, capability and ray phoenix continues i think with ray and uh mysterio and phoenix and comparing the two it's it's the difference of what would eddie van halen be if he came after dragon force you know did he think he reached his limitations um because I, I i think absolutely the speed of pro wrestling is picked up from where it was and uh, I know when we're talking about like the cruiserweight division was where I, I say Ray was at his prime was in WCW. Um, <clears throat> I, the speed was there. It was a lot faster than where he's at now, but I think the speed of pro wrestling is, is probably a clicks, a few clicks above where it was back then. And, and that's just, I, I think that's probably attention spans. That's, that's just what, you know, that's what works. And that's how Lucha bros get famous elsewhere outside of AEW and then they become AEW stars because they had so much success because our um, we, we've seen Rey Mysterio and we need somebody to take it to the next level. And I absolutely think if Rey Mysterio was in his prime and he comes after the Lucha Bros, he'd be do he'd be outdoing them. Uh, but I think that's just the how the world works. I think we, we do something that's crazy. Eddie Van Halen did something that nobody was able to do before. And... Maybe we just assume that was the limit. You know, like that's the limit you can reach is Eddie Van Halen. And then somebody beat that. And now somebody's going to have to beat that. They'll figure out a way. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would like to think that in my, uh, when the video game comes out and we make a Ray Mysterio create a wrestler, uh, that he could join death triangle, turn into death quadrilateral. Um, <laughs> I'd be all over that. Um, I don't know. Do you want to get into extreme rules here while we wait for the next match to get kicking? Yeah, we can do that. Do you want to run through it real quick, and then uh, you know, yeah, let's do the we'll do the card, and then uh, yeah, the one you're most excited about. That's what I like to do. Um, okay. So yeah, we got ex- extreme rules, and we just say that because it's very confusing the placement of the W um, in the logo for extreme rules. Um, Matt, we got Liv Morgan versus Carmella, real blood feud there. Uh, we got the street props going up against the bloodline bitches, the Usos. <laughs> bloodline bitches. We got a uh, a triple threat for that U.S. title. Matt, uh, they cranked up the sound for that crowd reaction for this one. Because not only are you going to see Jeff Hardy and Sheamus, you're going to see the champ himself, Damian Priest. And that's when they really cranked it up to 11 in that production studio. <laughs> Matt, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, I really loved Becky's uh, Spice Girls look on Instagram the other day. Uh, we're also going to get a Raw Women's Championship match. And uh, even on this, uh, where their you know production studio is cranking up the sound effects to try and get the desired reaction, uh, even this one was a little tepid because uh, I don't know how people are feeling about Charlotte defending against Alexa Bliss and Matt in 
our main event. Roman Reigns, the leader of the Bloodline Bitches, is going to defend his belt against not just Finn Balor, but Finn Balor in face paint. The demon. Yeah, it makes me um, just a little uncomfortable because there's a lot of black on his face. So it's I'm a little I cringe just a little bit every time, but it also looks like carnage on his chest. So I'm gonna let it go. Uh Mike, before we jump into which match we're most excited about, I got a hot take. I hope it's Miro related, but go ahead. It is Andrade related. Um Ooh. and the point being Andrade lost his last name. Mike is Andrade's fiance about to lose her last name. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how that works when you marry a man with no last name. Um is that what you were getting at when she marries Andrade? No, I'm talking be, about Rick. She'll drop the flair, just be Charlotte. Rick, yeah, Ric Flair being just shunned from pro wrestling at this point. Do we want to, are, are we really forgetting Rick? Do we just make her Charlotte at this point? That's a really, that's a really good hot tag, Matt. Uh, Jacoby, if you're still there, you should weigh in because this is, this is a pretty fascinating point. Um, I don't know if they're going to further disassociate from Rick. Um, I, can I just say, I do love that you thought I was making this association with Andrade. And oh, no, I was, I was ribbing on that one. Oh, okay. you were going for. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I mean, if anybody on that women's division for WWE has the star power to just kind of coast on the first name, I think Charlotte uh, definitely works. Um, I think she would have to make some sort of because the way that WWE handled it in the past, your name just kind of unceremoniously drops. Um, I think Charlotte, I think she would have to make some like vocal declaration that she's going to start going on her own and, you know, saying goodbye to the name. Um, but that's tough. Cause as soon as you acknowledge it, that means you're going to have people, Oh wait, why was that? And then, Oh yeah. Cause whew, um, her dad did some things that Tommy Dreamer thought were hysterical. Um, so, fucking Tommy man, Dreamer. that's a good question. Because um, no, if you like, go back to any promo with like Becky Lynch speaking to Charlotte. I mean, they go they go back and forth, and it's always just Charlotte, and it's it's never like Becky doesn't go out of her way to say Flair. So they they've they've set it up. They're ready to go. Um, there's probably a conversation to be had of. Is you know, does the, the song and robe change? Like, do they need to go that far is pretty much the conversation. Um, I think, uh, I, th I wish we could be a fly on the room in the room, right? Because I would, I would try to distance myself from Rick, but I also, the reason I want to be the fly on the wall is I would love to hear Charlotte's thoughts on this, um, to see if she kind of wants to distance herself. I mean, it would be a How radical, radical reboot, right? Yeah, we, we've been asking for that since the show started. Since we started doing the Brothers of Discussion, we've been asking her to disassociate from her father. And I, I always thought it was a little embarrassing when he would come out and smack girls' butts. And people were still like, oh, that Ric Flair, <laughs> look at that dirty dog. And uh, now we can finally go, see, that's 
why we didn't want him out there with Charlotte. It was he's a joke. We didn't need to have them associate. Now Jacoby's out there. I don't want him to. I don't want to put words in Jacoby's mouth. We're not saying that he agrees with everything I just said, but he does think that Charlotte uh, is is the way to go. I think they will drift away from uh, the name completely. Um, here's yeah, this a, here's is weird. Fun it's fun uh... little ditty uh, to remind everybody. Uh, her name is Ashley Flair. Uh, when she gets married, I think she will drop her dad's last name. So, um, does anybody know Andrade's uh, real name? Should we look that up while we're? I think it's uh, Idolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's El yeah. Idolo. El is his middle name. <laughs> uh, here, oh my God, Manuel Alfonso Andrade Oropesa. Wow. Yeah. What the hell of a name. Um, can I get some? All right. Well, well let's, it, it would have Oro, to be. Oro pizza. I'm sorry? Oro pizza. Oro, Oro pizza. Yeah. All right. Um, man, I'm, I can't believe that I'm older than Andrade. Jesus Christ. I'm so fucking old. Um, <laughs> so do we go Ashley or Charlotte Oro pizza? I'm just kidding. We we'll have to go Charlotte. We got to stick with the brand. The brand is Charlotte. All right. Um, no, I did. Jacoby, man, you're you're the man with this with this shit. I, I'm fucking yeah. The flare, the the flare's kind of funny because it's uh, like a homonym and it's spelled like F L. It's like E I R or something like that. Or I think there's an H in there. So it's like flare, like flare. Oh, flare. it'd be easier for Becky to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> flare. <laughs> Charlotte Fleur, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so match I'm most excited for. Um, I guess this is a cop out, right? But it's it's got to be it's got to be Finn versus Roman, right? I mean, Roman's been killing it, and we know that the Demon has already had a great match with Brock Lesnar. Or you know what? No, that was Finn versus Brock. So. We had, we had that excuse, right? I, I think there's still a chance that we're looking at a triple threat and Roman drops the title for a little bit and they actually are going to respect the Demon Balor. I, I'm going to go into Extreme Wolves and I'm gonna, I'm going to be thinking Finn. I'm going to think that there's a chance. And then when they get me to that point where he's, he's doing the coup de grace for the third straight time, and I'm on the edge of my seat, you know, grabbing my chair and I'm ready to jump out. And then they take that away from me and I'm going to be angry. But I, I'm going to say they will get me to that point. I will willingly step to the edge along with the WWE and all of the Finn Balor faithful. And I will be ready to leap off. <laughs> Maybe too morbid there. But um, yeah, that that's. I know what number two is for me, but I, I, I don't want to take anything away from you. I don't want to steal your thunder if you're going to pick uh, what I'm thinking for number two. But yeah, the uh, Roman and, and Finn, number one most exciting match. Um, they brought it up. They bring it up in the commentary all the time how long Roman's reign uh, has been. And now it's at like 388 days. Um, yeah, he just beat Punk, didn't he? Yeah. So, uh, mission accomplished. Yeah, you did it in your face, punk. Um, as far as like entities that are super protected in WWE, Roman Reigns, uh, it's number one. 
But arguably number one A would be Demon Fiend, Finn Balor. Almost said Fiend Balor. Um, <laughs> Demon Finn Balor. Um, it's it's he's the entity is never lost. Uh, it's undefeated. And now we've got a cop out for Roman to lose because this is an extreme wolves match. Um, so in some capacity, Brock can come flying out um, and beat up Roman uh, yep. for Finn. So uh, I don't know if this is how we all booked it, uh, the end of Roman Reigns' run, but uh, we're going to see Finn Balor running the show on Friday nights. And uh, Roman. Oh, I, man. Uh, Jacoby yeah. just booked it. Oh, no. You ready for say. this one? Hit me. Uh, Brock's going to come out, destroy both of them, and the show's going to end with Brock standing over both of them. Now, if this isn't the most goddamn WWE thing I've ever read... Kobe is on the WWE payroll. payroll. Yeah. <laughs> like, we want... You know what? I want to see your W-2, sir. Because I, I have a feeling there's a WWE in, in Stanford, Connecticut in the top left corner. <laughs> um, Yeah, like to have an Extreme Rules match and have it end with just like a... A DQ, like a double DQ. <laughs> just... That is the most WWE shit you could possibly book. <laughs> like those are the reasons I'm I'm getting further away from it. And this this is a good time for me to bring up uh, the the quote I saw, which is genius quote. Um, I it was uh, Piper Niven uh, threw it in there. Of I I only like, know her as Dewdrop. Oh right, I'm sorry, Dewdrop. Uh, she had the one line and said, you know, some, uh, this isn't verbatim, but it was like, Hey assholes, this show isn't just for teenage boys and, you know, men who can't grow up. Um, alluding to the fact that this, wait, we're both know, of those. Yeah, no, I, I know. Oh, so wait. basically <laughs> there are moments like we really love the bloodline and the Roman reign stuff. Uh, but there are certainly moments in the show that are not for us and yeah. it's it's because they are trying to hit so many different audiences to try and build out you know whoever, whoever's watching I, I just think they fail because um they're not, they're not playing the aew game which is also the same game like that wendy's uh fast food restaurant plays where wendy's said fuck it we're gonna put cheddar cheese and mushrooms and bacon on fucking everything because that's the people who want to eat that are the people who eat at fast food restaurants I don't think that they're going to find another audience that's going to fall in love with some of the other segments that Piper's referring to. I think there'll be people who love uh, the Dewdrop stuff and come to the show to watch it, uh, but there are there aren't enough to make a difference in, in whatever kind of change they're looking for. Certainly, when it comes to advertisers and sponsors, uh, they're not going to be able to make that difference. So I, I think... Um, She's right. The show is not made for just you and I as a couple of children who refuse to grow up. Uh, but that's probably the failing. I mean, think about the time. Uh, you know, the show goes till 11 o'clock at night on Mondays, 10 o'clock at night on Fridays. Is that really what we're doing here? We're playing to. Yeah, you get two hours of uh, Raw's War and then you get the War Zone from 10 to 11, man. You know how it goes. <laughs> I mean that was us though, right? At that point, we're still I think we were teenage boys still loving pro wrestling when when that was going on. So yeah, yeah. we were uh, we were part of the Headbangers Power Hour. That was that was our thing. Oh yeah. my god. Love the Headbangers. Underrated tag team, right up yep. there with the butcher and the blade. I don't know. <laughs> um 
Uh, yeah, I, we're we're certainly going way far off from uh, watching AEW Rampage right now. Uh, but now, uh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what I want to talk about next. Um, and watch Orange Cassidy come out to the ring with Chris Statlander, <laughs> who I is still like that's why I think I'm in awe because she's still my my favorite in the uh, women's division. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm a, I'm a, uh, my next shirt is definitely going to be Thunder Rosa, but the one after that, whew, probably going to be Statlander. That's oh man, or if, or if Johnny Hungy, if Johnny Hungy gets his own shirt, I'm going to be all over that. Um, Jacoby, can you share your thoughts on Johnny Hungy? Because I'm a big mark for that guy. Oh no, uh, we have a request for Hit a Bray me. Wyatt conversation. Well, I mean, the Dark Order's out there, Jacoby. So I think they're just kind of letting us uh, cool down a little bit on CM Punk and Adam Cole and Ruby Soho and Brian Danielson. And then I'm pretty sure that Wyndham Rotunda, in the ultimate ode to his fallen brother, uh, Brody Lee, I think he's going to come in and rescue the Dark Order and stop them from disbanding. Um, that is... That's- that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I was I was about to ask you too if if uh, some of the stuff just felt like they were treading water until it felt right to to bring him in uh, because uh, it, it's it's certainly getting the TV time. It's it's a storyline as I was complaining about earlier with some tag teams, um, but yeah, I that 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 would be that would be a great way to go. But it did it did kind of until you mentioned that. Um, I guess that still fits the treading water storyline. Uh, Mike, I, I'm interested if we both love Wyndham. Yeah. Would you, a lot of people have said that uh, the rumors are that he's also, or he could be heading to um, Impact. Is that enough to get you to watch Impact on a regular basis? Because Jacoby, um, you you seem like the cat who watches Impact on a regular basis. Because um, you're, you're all over the Ashley Flair stuff. Um I I watch when I know there's something huge happening, but I cannot. Yeah, I, that, I can't commit to a weekly viewing of it. Is is that enough for you, Mike? Or would that would that be? It's enough to get me to tune in for his debut. Um, but I, I can't I can't keep making time for even more wrestling. And AEW is is doing such a good job of catering exactly to what I like in a in a wrestling show. Um. This, this is going to be priority one. So I, I hope, I know AEW is getting more and more crowded, um, especially here as we're seeing uh, Suzuki and uh, the Murder Hog cutting promos against Eddie, who is going Bruce Banner and ripping his shirt off, and uh, Moxley, who's, I don't know if he's doing a Randy Orton impression because it looks like there's voices in his head. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's becoming a crowded program, uh, so it always feels fresh every week, but... You know, is Wyndham going to be able to get that TV time on AEW? Is that maybe why he's going to Impact to be the the huge fish in this kind of small pond? Let me, let me, because I think this is where we're going to go. Um, Jacoby's uh, asking, when do you guys think they will bring him in, and if they do bring him in, and uh, what do you guys think about uh, Braun and where he is going? I have like ninety nine percent certainty that Braun is not going to be signed at AEW because I think if they did, it would. It would be tough because he is easily uh, three and a half feet taller than everybody on the roster. Um, and even their monsters like Luchasaurus and Murderhawk are going to look like 
you know, Angus Young jumping around out there. Um, so I, I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, but when also, I, I think there's a lot of guys on the AEW roster that were not fans of some of the comments that Braun's made in the past. And it, it really feels like they would have to think that this sends them over the edge in regards to and getting more Braun, viewers. But I don't think, I don't think Braun does that for the casual pro wrestling fan. I think Braun is, is more of a hardcore WWE fan. Um, I mean, he's, he's the perfect, like, WWE, um, like, superstar, right? It's yeah. a homegrown guy that they created, you know, in their minor leagues, and then they called him up and let him just be a big, beefy guy. They attached a choo-choo sound when he runs. Um, you know, he's got his catchphrase. Um, he's not, like, a third-generation guy like uh, like Wyndham or, you know, Orton. Um this, that's the guy that they created. So, and I think he said that he would only wrestle in WWE. Um, yeah, and he's also showed a, on like Instagram too that it looks like he's getting all juiced up for something else. Um, I, I just, for me, the bronze stuff. I, I know it's not going to get me to tune in anywhere. Um, we, we've already made mention like we, we had our list of guys that we would, you know, we divorce ourselves from WWE. And a couple of them made their way over, which would be um, Adam Cole and, and Brian Danielson. So uh, Braun did not make that list for me, but um, certainly, you know, I, I know, I know somewhere he makes a difference. I, I just don't think AEW, like they'd have to really be killing or um, be struggling to like fill out a match card for them to bring in Braun. I feel like, and I, I feel like they have enough names right now of guys uh, they could, they could probably do, you know, we have our YouTube shows. We have AEW Dark. We've got programming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. They could probably do a Thursday and have a bunch of guys that didn't wrestle Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday and, and wrestle on Thursday, and they'd be fine. It'd be another hour-long show, and we'd get to know some new guys, and, and they'd do fine, and that would be without Braun. And and right now, um, I, I really I, – I agree with Mike uh, with the size comparison, but um, – yeah, that that's where I don't I don't know if they need a Braun Strowman where I, I would think like the likes of huge names to come over. Um, you know, I, Kevin Owens would have to be the next big name that fits AEW. You know, the Sami Zayn's of the world are 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 more of, of AEW speed and, and are gonna get people out of their seats. I I wouldn't be shocked if the rumors of Nakamura coming over would start because um, if they do start, because that would be, that would be something to the same effect of like how, how we think uh, Adam Cole would have been failed on the main roster. I think we saw that. We, we see that now with Nakamura and the WWE, he's intercontinental champion, but we know he just oozes charisma. I think he's, one of the best guys I've ever seen in the ring. Um, that would be a guy that I, I think would just blow the roof off uh, if he made his debut and had, he'd have to have a sweet ass song just like he does now in WWE. Maybe bring Boogs with him. Um, oh, and I, oh. Woo, man. Come on. If he brings Boogs. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> uh, there. Yeah, I mean, Wyndham is either Wyndham, I would say at full gear or we're just going to have to wait probably till next year. Cause I mean, we already have a guy who turns the lights out right. And uh, yep. Malachi black and he's, we want to build him up a little bit. And I, I think, uh, 
I think Wyndham is is definitely a guy who's you know kind of cognizant of stuff like that. So I think he kind of sees, um, you know, if, if he is going to ever show up at AEW, I think he's going to wait a little bit, and I think it would be a smart move. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. Like uh, waiting a little bit too is, is is certainly on Tony Khan's mind, or it should be, because uh, he did mention he's got one last ace up his sleeve. Um, and I I think a lot of it too might have to be storyline, but I, I I think it might have to be personal. Um, I think Bray or uh, Wyndham stepped away for a lot of personal reasons, and maybe he's just not ready yet either. So we we might have to wait until he's ready to come back, which. Could could be a while, uh, but I think I think if he's gonna land somewhere that's not WWE in in returning, it's it's gonna be AEW. Um, kind of put the cherry I, yeah. I, I would be stunned if he didn't follow in Brody's footsteps. I would be stunned. Um, I did want to throw out there. Jacoby said uh, uh, he does think Braun's gonna end up in the WWE in some way. I I do think that might actually be the best route for Braun is to just you know don't sign a long-term contract anywhere maybe bounce around a little bit on the indies if you you know you really want to prove yourself kind I don't of know why he doesn't do maybe the Brock tour and just like go wreck havoc in Japan for a little while if they wanted him that's that's probably a good step uh but I I think that ultimately he, like he wants to set up some flexibility for himself right he, like he just wants to hang out and wait till WWE has space for him again because that's where he's going to thrive like you mentioned before Mike so i i absolutely love that point jacoby and uh that goes right along the lines of you know mike what you're thinking and and size wise and and finding guys that'll be uh a, a reasonable uh you know will will make sense from a feud standpoint from a fight standpoint man i Here's the bummer, right? Of of doing a watch along. I have this on mute right now because I'll just I would just have it blaring in my headphones. But I gotta I gotta do wild thing. I, Moxley's heading to the ring with with uh, Eddie right now. I think Mike. This is oh, and Suzuki just ruined it as I unmute it. Um, I think Wild Thing is the best entrance music um, for like getting that crowd riled up right now. I think you I think you get the excitement of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk kind of sell their songs. But Wild Thing, I mean, it's an easy song to sing along with. Um and it's such a party song. So I I, I think it's I think it's perfect for pro wrestling. I, I don't know. <sighs> Moxley is a huge talent, but that song sells itself. And I think something like uh, Danielson's music, Punk's music right now, they're the ones that sell that music, clearly for Danielson. <laughs> and um, I know Adam Coles is actually pretty hot too, but um, I mean, Wild Thing has been a, has been a, a music hit uh, for decades. So <laughs> I think it's a little different uh, comparing... Um, Adam Cole's song that did pretty well on the charts this these past couple of weeks. Real, to, real uh, quick, Suzuki to uh, took out Moxley and Kingston did again one of my favorite things where Kingston jumped in because he saw Moxley go down, so he came in to rescue his friend again in a in another uh, recreation of the uh, the sparkler moment at the exploding uh, death death match. What was it? I don't know. It was. Hopefully we just forget the title because of the goofy ending. But I just love oh Moxie God. being so protective of his best friend in the whole world. Did a great job selling those sparklers too. 
Um, yeah, as as far as the rest of the extreme card, um, man, oh, right. let me ask Number- you another hot day. Outside of the uh, Roman Reigns. Right, I got it lined up. Yeah, man, I got a tough one for you. Outside of the Reigns versus Balor match, which of those matches on a pay-per-view is going to be able to live up to the free programming we got from AEW this week? Uh, the Usos and Street Profits was going to be my number two. I, I think that that match is going to be amazing. That the, the Usos, like the one thing we keep forgetting is, you know, I remember when we used to have that long standing feud of the New Day and the Usos. Yeah. Um, but before that, it was always just the Usos and anybody. And I, I think the New Day are amazing, but tag team wrestling is in the WWE. I think if, if we're going to look back at uh, the last decade, Number one is is the Usos, even though probably the tag team championship reigns. I think the New Day gets the nod. I, I think tag team wrestling has been carried by the Usos. Um, and that's not uh, putting the New Day down in any way. I think I'm just trying to elevate the Usos that much more. And the Street Profits are right there. Like, they do such a fantastic job in the ring. And I, I, I think... I think that match would fit in on an AEW show, no problem. No story, just throw those four guys in the ring and it would be a banger and we'd all love it and we'd be going nuts. Um, there, There's my pick. What do, do you have a pick for that? Here, Jacoby's got one. He's going to uh, the Becky Lynch match, which I, I, I'm gonna, I think also yeah, is, is I'm gonna right go on. I'm going to ride the coattails with Jacoby. Um, I'm excited for Bianca to actually have a wrestling match and not a weird uh Dwayne Rock Johnson beating up Eric Rowan at WrestleMania match. Um I'm excited for her to show why we actually got behind her for like nine months before Becky just came in and snuffed her out. Um and I think that one might actually have some crowd behind it too. I think the crowd's gonna be a little little warm milk on the Charlotte Alexa match. Um I think they're gonna be a little um you know, less than enthused for the Liv Morgan Carmella. I, I just, there's not a lot behind it. I'm sorry. And I I want Damian Priest to do well, but God damn. I, if, I'm glad he's passed Morrison and Miz, but, oh, we just keep staying on this treadmill now with Seamus Hardy, Seamus Hardy, Priest, Seamus, Priest, Hardy, Hardy, Priest, Hardy, Seamus, Seamus, Priest. It's like, Jesus Christ, why do we got to fight the same effing guys all the time? Um, released everybody. Um, <laughs> Man, hot take question. <laughs> Matt, you're a father too. Uh, you have doctor wife, uh, but tonight you have to get a magic haircut. It, it instantly happens. Uh, do you go with the murder hawk or Suzuki? Oh my god. <laughs> um. Keep in mind, Dr. Wife needs you to go to a, a, a special doctor's cocktail party um, on Thursday night. It's a work thing, and you have to go with your new haircut and surprise Dr. Wife. I am absolutely going murder hawk. I think... Um, <laughs> Woo! All now, right. I, where my head goes is playing with uh, Addie and Teddy, and I, I think I think they get more of a kick out of that than, than the Suzuki style. Um I guess I am picturing like the ponytail 
uh, along with it and letting Teddy play with that. But um, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the easy pick for me. Um, yeah. I think I, uh, I, it's the easy way to go. Um, it's almost prehensile um, that, that, that murder Hawk. Um, I'm somebody who like, you know, if I go to a hotel and there's a jacuzzi, I sit in it way too long. Yeah. So I think it'd be smart for me to like tie my, my Hawk, you know, to like a support beam in the back. So if I fall asleep again, I won't drown. Um, just to... <laughs> uh, before we come back uh, to watch um, Jesus, uh, Suzuki and Moxley just go through those stiff forearms to each other's head uh, before yeah. we watch more of those. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to put this out there. I'm intrigued by Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Only to the point that I, I hope that they're going to give them time and they fit them into this card. So my thought process is you, you go up and down this card. Everything says champion, 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 champion. Then there's this. It's the only non-title feud on the card, according to WWE.com right now. Certainly something could be added that day. Something could be added that morning. I My hope for this is that they're going to give them time. They're going to let... Both of them shine, and they've been working together for a while, and we're going to get a, a good match. So I, I'm intrigued just by the fact that this is on the card, and I, I, my hope is that with them in this position to compete with AEW, they want to go all in on one of these ladies. We're going to find out which one. I'm, I'm going to lean towards Liv Morgan, and... I'm hoping that this this means something to the effect that she's she's really been putting in um not to say that she hasn't before but she's really been putting in the effort you know behind the scenes and this is something where maybe she gets a push after beating carmella and and hats off uh to the wwe and extreme rules not just one women you know women's match on the card but a non-title feud yeah and uh as far as like keeping in line with you know what guys aew is kicking our asses let's uh let's live Let's let Biggie be our champ. Uh, you know, in a lot in a in a line of things we could have done a couple years ago. Hey, let's try Montez in a in a singles push. Hey, remember um, Ruby Riot? Okay, we released her. Fuck. All right. Um, we can't push her right now. But remember, we did like a stop start with Liv Morgan, and then we just like took her off TV for a while, and nobody had a reason why. Let's push her um, now that we're losing again in the ratings. Um, so. Yeah, give me a Liv Morgan victory, Matt. This is uh, going to be in the shades of, um, you know, Big E and Montez. Uh, I'm all for it, and this crowd's going to be all for it. And uh, this this is a good time to do it. And by the way, we're watching Suzuki uh, handcuff and choke the life out of uh, John Moxley, who looks like Harry Houdini about to get killed. And uh, two, two quick Jacoby uh, uh, thoughts in here. He's going Suzuki style all the way. So he's, he's showing up to that party uh, with the, I, I don't, I, I kind of like, I wanted to say cord rose, but you know, clearly it's, there's different, it's only Suzuki style. It's the only way you could put it. And he's also on board uh, Liv Morgan uh, getting the win. I, I think that's where all of us are sitting right now. I think she needs like a, a signature win. And I think Carmella is as much as, you know, she's not my number one pick for at any time, give her the title. But I think she does have that um, 
she's got that character, I think, is well established. So at any time, she could step in, you know, uh, heal her way to a championship victory and carry the title for a little bit. Uh, but that also means she can eat pins all day long. Liv needs the win. I think I think we'd actually get a pop out of the arena if Liv got the win. Um, but yeah, oh my God, right now we're watching tied up John Moxley getting choked by Murder Hawk, Suzuki standing. Was in this front match of him, uh, was it produced him. by Eli Roth? <laughs> yeah. Once once we see just like chunks of Moxley <laughs> sliding across the ring. <laughs> Oh, we might get some chunks of Moxley. Um, can I just say, can I can I take this moment while we're watching Suzuki bite off Moxley's head? Um, can, camera cuts. Can we can we talk about that? Like, certainly WWE is is known for their camera cuts. Um, I mean, we just I'm got actually, a major camera cut at the punch there. I think that's just pro wrestling. Can we just accept that as? I feel like WWE gets a little fans? heavy on those though, because like every punch, they'll kind of switch angles for like the wind up and then the impact. Like cut, 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 cut. I I, I haven't been too distracted by this one. And again, maybe this is you know because you and I are on the AEW payroll, that- but. Uh, that might be me just like it doesn't distract me on wwe and it's probably maybe i'm just used to it and that's the that's the difference um we're winding down here we're we're down to the last couple minutes here before the end of the show Uh, he's putting in a valiant effort as he's he's tied up he's just swinging his head around i mean it's certainly a I called him Monty Python right now where uh, Moxley with no arms is just smashing his head against Suzuki. And now Eddie Kingston uh, has, oh, oh my God. He he, he just did the three stooges uh, finger to the eye. Uh, Kingston to, to Lance Archer. Um, <laughs> after his chops had no effect, which I think is a great way to sell the strength. Of, of Archer because now that he has no vision after the three stooges poked to the eye, now the, the chops have effect <laughs> and Kingston is I going just, nuts. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm still enjoying uh, Moxley doing his best uh, Zach Gowan impression, except no arms instead of no legs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's actually, this is pretty good uh, from the two of them. It takes a lot of effort actually to, to sell this stuff when your arms are, are tied up because uh, murder Hawk has to do all the work here. <laughs> he's, he's got to go behind the scenes and get Moxley standing again for when he's going to do these headbutts with Suzuki. And uh, you know, we, we talked earlier today about uh, the Lucha bros and, and clearly Suzuki and murder Hawk here. Don't compare to the uh, art style. That is the Lucha bros. But that's an art on its own. Like, while we're watching this, we have to have the camera cut away. That's part of the art. And have Murderhawk pick up Moxley, and Moxley has to do some sort of, like, I'm going to shove you with my shoulder. Murderhawk falls backwards. And then he can do his headbutt um, spot with Suzuki. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They're going to kill Kingston here. Oh, no. They're coming out. It's Bray Wyatt. Oh, it's Homicide. I like how they gave it away on the entrance ramp and he oh that's because he's coming in from the fans. <laughs> I see oh. people turning around. Oh yeah, I think you maybe you're a few seconds behind me now. Um homicides in the ring. Uh helping out 
helping out his boys, Moxley, and certainly Eddie Kingston. One of my favorite uh, booking decisions is uh, when the baby faces uh, have the numbers advantage. Love it. <laughs> Wait, is that sarcastic or is that? Uh, sarcastic, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like those weird instances where the New Day had three guys and the other team only had two. And I'm like, ah, you know, we don't usually have the number advantage. Well, yeah, everything's turning around now for Moxley and Kingston. Oh, so are we going to get a pile home. driver on the chair? No, we're going to get... <laughs> oh, okay. I, I do want to address... Uh, Jacoby did ask about uh, Dark Side of the Ring. We we addressed it at the at the beginning of the show, Jacoby, and what we said was, uh, I I haven't watched it yet, uh, so we don't want to... We don't want to do it... I don't know. What, what would you say? We're not, we're not going to be able to do it justice by not watching the episode and only commenting on what everybody else has been saying on Twitter today or Reddit or what have you. So I, I'm just going to lay off today. Uh, we went pretty hard in the last week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and we wanted we wanted today's episode of Brothers of Discussion to be I like, it to be a little wrestling heavy. Um, yeah. And just real quick, too, we talked earlier about Lucha Bros and like, man, why do we wait so long for that push and how many good tag teams there are? Can you imagine how excited this crowd would be if Mox and Kingston were the tag team champs? <laughs> also, Kingston. Kingston beating the shit out of Murdoch with the kendo stick through the trash can. I love that. He tried to break it in half with his knee, and he's so excited. He lost control of the stick and <laughs> missed breaking it over his knee. The ref yeah, had so uh, genuine met- fear for the crowd, uh, for shrapnel falling out of the <laughs> ring. Match is over, but Moxley and Suzuki are still going at it outside the ring. Um, also, Kingston, in addition to being in this incredible tag team, I don't think anyone would complain if he suddenly became AEW champion. He's so over. Yeah. I uh, I think he, he knows. Like, that. that is a guy who knows and loves pro wrestling, you know? Like, he came in, he got his title shot. He, he didn't win, but... Is he not having the most fun of anybody on AEW week in and week out? I I think he is. And I think he knows where, you know, his talents lie. And, and he's going to help. Like, he's going to build up this mid-card to be one of the best mid-cards I think we've ever seen uh, in pro wrestling. Because he's so strong. And he's not one of those guys that's going to make the push to... I'm not saying anybody that's ever, you know, ascended to the top of the card from the mid card destroys the business, but he it's like, he's happy where he's at. And I, I like that. And we, uh, you know, we talk, we, uh, I guess we do want to wrap up the episode. So I, I don't want to bring up the undertaker and the boys again, uh, like we talked about. So the only boys I want to talk about are Cody being Homelander. Yeah. Um, so quick shout out before we, uh, we step away here, uh, return of the Jedi getting started. That, that would actually be a fun watch along. You want to watch return of the Jedi, Mike? Yeah, um, let's do it. No. <laughs> Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the oh, vile gangster kidding, Jabba the Hutt. Mike, is hot tag, is it Jabba or Jabba? Huh? I prefer Jabba. <laughs> All right. Um, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Jacoby, I had an absolute blast. I hope we can line up our schedules moving forward. Uh, this was a wonderful conversation. Um, and uh yeah mike ready to sail off into the sunset let's do it boy let's do it all right thanks for everybody uh thanks for tuning in everybody have a good one